0: Welcome, y'all, back to the Heck of Dangerous Podcast. As always, I want to thank y'all for liking, sharing, subscribing, commenting, all that stuff you do. We enjoy a really, really great podcast. This is episode 62. This is the one that I have been talking about for a while, and uh, it's here. <laughs> it's here. Um, I have a guest. This is the very first time she's been on. <laughs> it's been a long time since we had a guest. So I'm going to let her introduce her own darn self because last time i introduced austin y'all know the story about what happened when i introduced people and people want their own intro so i'm gonna let her introduce her own self
1: what happened with him i have to wait for that story
0: well i i I introduced him i believe it was austin i introduced him and man he was like oh no like i gave him like the intro but I think that he was wanting to be introduced in a whole different way. So ever since that, I've let people introduce their own selves because I think I introduced Ostier as, like, Ostier. he does a lot of stuff. He does clothing, a bunch of different things. I think I introduced him as, like, something. But I think he wants to just go by Austin instead of Ostier. And so I was like, oh, my bad, Playboy. Introduce your own self. And so ever since then, you have to do this. I'm pretty sure it's in the episode. I have to play it back. But yeah, he, you know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> you could have introduced myself, but I guess I can. I'm um, Felicia, soon to be Felicia Bird. What is it? Two months now and some change. I'm uh, the infamous fiance that. He talks about or imitates on here. I don't. I'm you've imitated me before, mm-hmm. and I don't sound anything like how you've imitated me. I
0: mm-hmm. imitate you.
1: But yes, hello everyone in the podcast world. It's I. Hi.
0: So yep. Now you can hear her real voice. Obviously, it sounds very similar to the one I've given her. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, For a while, I've been talking about uh, having her on here to discuss her ministry and, uh, I mean, I guess her upcoming event, but more specifically the ministry as a whole and just everything. So, uh, the first question is kind of obvious, but like, what led and got you into starting this? Because, yeah, it could be very daunting to step on your own i think of like starting your own ministry i I compare it as to like going to high school and going to college where it's like in high school if you miss school somebody's gonna call your parents where when you start your own thing you have to obviously we have god but you have to hold your own self accountable like i think about within the church how like there's a pastor who's calling you or there's someone who's checking you, making sure that you're doing your said duty. So that is uh, very courageous to step out on your own and having to hold your own self accountable. So what got you, what led you to this space?
1: I think my... I want my spiritual answer to be that God led me. But then I also, I think that influenced it. Um, I was also a part of a ministry prior. Can I say there? No. I was part of a ministry prior. Um, a beautiful space that God led me to when I found God. Um, April of 2020, and the church that I was at, um, the pastor there suggested that I go to this mother's ministry, and I was very captivated on how the women, although they had their very specific individual trials or challenges of being a mother, they had God to guide them throughout their entire journey. And then they had fellowship, they had community, you felt like you belonged. And then I became really inspired of wanting to have something that probably didn't have the features that that current space didn't have. Um, I think where it lacked was, I guess, a sense of consistency and accountability within that space. Life happens. Um, And I think what I wanted to do was within this ministry was that I wanted to show a sense of vulnerability and that it didn't have to look a certain way. Um, Although it was a great space that God led me to within the beginning of my motherhood, it showed me that there wasn't a lot of spaces that I can go to to be confidently myself, that I didn't know the Bible entirely. I didn't know Christ when I first started. And then knowing that that's okay and coming to spaces where it's okay, where you can openly admit to say that I don't know God and I need help Um, Rather than feeling like you have to come to a space looking a certain way and then getting off of there feeling like that isn't how you regularly live your life. So a sister of mine um, who I'm hoping at some point she can be a part of, I haven't even said what it's called, Mothers of Ministry. Um, her and I were a part of the mother's group prior, um, and I got the opportunity to co-lead with her and prayerfully her and I, or right now myself, God is going to allow myself to create the hub, which is mother's a ministry. So then other events and fellowships and sense of community and Bible studies and all these things will come out of this space um, to glorify God. The long answer, I guess.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense now. uh, Especially knowing that space. uh, Yeah, I think it's uh, very important um, for to have uh, I mean, that's the beauty of like Christianity is that there's evangelistic type churches there are you know all just very a various amount of churches and groups and so i think it's very important um to have groups that are unique and you know it's like uh god created us uniquely so you know we're taught to them but we're supposed to be you know embracing that as opposed to um i guess trying to make people conform to a thought or a caricature you know so that uh that makes a lot of sense and i think that um people could benefit from that you know i think that's like a big turnoff for christianity is that people have this false thought that they have to have it all together or this or that and so it's like people get into this space and they they use all this fancy spiritual jargon they you know learn all the the key scriptures they get all this stuff down but there's no actual growth. So I think that will be a, a good space where that the, the authenticity will encourage true growth because then it's not just people who are coming in and, you know, putting on an act for the rest of the room, like while they're suffering, you know, like that's going tangent, but, you know, it's like I think about like listening to Bizarre these last two weeks and it's like you're hearing this music from this person and it's like, all of it's like a cry for help. Like all of it's like it's a lot of pain. And it's like the church can easily like look at people like that and just like throw a book at you. And, you know, it's like, we need to be able to deal with people. So I think having a space like moms is great because you're dealing with people as as opposed to dealing with sin or dealing with, with people's, uh, symptoms you know the church is good at like dealing with symptoms as opposed to people where it's like oh this person this person like kanye is acting out he's out here wilding and so people responded directly to the symptoms of whatever have driven him there the divorce his family splitting all these very traumatic things you know like where people have a great chance to lay hands on him and be present so i think that's great especially knowing the space that you're referring to and just knowing, like, just how things go, you know, like, so I think that's, uh, that's just needed. That's just needed, you know, for, uh, just for people, people need that. Like, are talk to a lot of people. It's like, yo, I'm going through stuff. Like people, we talk to people and they're going through real things, but they're ashamed, you know, they're ashamed to talk about it. They're ashamed of judgment, they look at other people, and so I think it's a uh, it's very key. So I guess I guess you kind of touched on it, but like, what are some key goals that you want out of this group? Like, what are some things that you want to? I mean, obviously, you talk about like the transparency and things like that. So, like, are there any other goals or any things that like you want to implement there? Like, when women join this space.
1: Mm, I think what's most important, I keep having to remind myself that this space has to glorify God and in the entirety of it, the events that come out of it, how I'm promoting it. um, And it's not like this separation from like Felicia Berry and then Mother's of Ministry. I want it to correlate with who I am in Christ. So, I'm hoping that my earthly goals, which is what I mentioned earlier, like wanting it to be some form of like a hub, the the larger scale of it is that I'm not the face of mothers of ministry, that Christ is the face of this um, entire thing. And that women of all walks can come to this space to either want to host their own Bible study or come when they're in need, um, doing events in the Sacramento community. Like, um, why does I forget her name? the one that does, uh, breaking the gap. Oh, Jackie. Yeah. Um, doing events for the unhoused neighbors, like meeting Cecilia that day with the boys and taking her who was pregnant to, to eat at Wendy's and then letting her know that we have opportunities through mothers of ministry to support her and her unborn child or, you know, wherever she is within her pregnancy or when she does have the baby um there's a lot of different categories that like literally spiral within my head um but i think remembering to being present and what god has allowed me to have um authority of right now and i think right now is the event um and then also what I can do within just small scale, which is just promoting this until God further reveals what comes next. I think for me, I always like to plan large and then I'm planning so much and that I don't see what God is trying to tell me within the midst of certain situations. So I have a lot of stuff that I want to do with Mothers of Ministry, but I think right now the goal is to just share it. Um and then hold myself accountable that it's it's a constant thing that it's not something that I set out the week before that there's an event or I just talk about it sometimes, that it should be something that I should wanna continuously promote. Um in accordance to making sure that I'm glorifying God and following what God has set forth for this.
0: Uh, one question that I think about, I think that people want to ask, and that it's a big topic, is like, what do you think self care looks like for a mother? Because I feel like there's a lot of, <clears throat> I feel like that's like a big thing that like people go to, like, like I think that's a big thing, that's a big reason why people partake in things like this. Like, I know when I was reaching out to people, the big thing that, like, I kept hearing was, like, getting more in touch with self and higher self and things, these, these certain terms, like, what does self-care look like to you? Because it's like, I know, I imagine that's going to be, like, a big, like, that's going to be a big topic. That's gonna be like a big topic that like I hear a lot of just people talk about in general, but I feel like, especially like in that mother space, that's like something that people will bring up. So like, what does that look like to you?
1: I think it's obvious that it's different. It's a different answer to everybody. My answer doesn't, My response wouldn't be sufficient for another mom. So some may say a spa day or a break from being um, the cook in the house or um, getting the kids ready for school. Those are my things. Maybe that's what I, I, you know that I say that normally. And I've tried to have like, planned events where I want to go on a trip by myself. Like I was supposed to have gone to Napa by myself during Christmas break. And then I got COVID. So, um, and then my mom having like personal stuff that didn't allow us to bring the boys to her house during winter break. So, (sighs) I think as a believer The appropriate answer would be that my self-care is making sure that I'm in close relationship with God, that my true peace, my true healing is only going to come from him and that it shouldn't be that I'm finding, I'm trying to find satisfaction in going to Napa or taking a break from the, the hats that God has given me. So earthly, I think those are the things that I set for myself where I've set for myself in the past. And sometimes my first response is that I just want, honestly, I just want to take a break from being a parent. It's a, it's a lot, it's taxing, but I think what you and I, what you and I have talked about a lot is that that's a direct response on where I am in relationship with God. That if I'm disconnected from him, then it shows in everything else that I'm doing or where I'm feeling defeated or where I'm feeling tired. Um, And then also pivoting the way that I think about the word exhaustion. You said that in your podcast before and not thinking that that should be my way that I look at when I'm tired from being at work all day and then being at work at home with the kids. And it's just me here until we get married and we live together. So there's there's an earthly answer of what that looks like, but I think as a believer, the most important the, the most meaningful way of self-care is making sure that I'm aligned with him. Do I normally resort to going to God when I'm tired? No. Do I, do I wish that I could be? I don't want to say wish, but I pray that I am... I choose to respond to go to Christ first rather than choosing myself and how to solve um, whatever situations in terms of what self-care will look like for me. So that's, it's an ongoing thing for myself on going to read in my word, um, praying to him. So in that way I can give him whatever it is that I'm currently going through. So then I am... Not walking around with all this, um, I guess, heaviness of responsibility of being a parent that I normally have when I can get tired and frustrated and quick to anger. That's what ideally what my self-care would look like is that I just want to be, I just want peace. I don't, I want, I don't like being angry and that's. And that's what I know that I'm not connected with God with sometimes when I can respond angrily and I'm irritated or I'm on a time constraint. Um, So that's normally what I've noticed when I'm not taking care of myself is when I'm not in deep relationship or have chosen to not talk to God about what I'm currently frustrated about. Did you get that? You did. No, not on there, but like, do you get like... I guess when I
0: think about that, like, what comes to mind is that like, self-care <laughs> has to be... It's more, like I guess like, that makes it more practical, because I think that people think that self-care is like retail therapy. They think that it's like trips and stuff like that. But like what you talked about was like you're standing with Christ. So it's just like if I hate and I don't appreciate and understand why God has me doing what I'm doing, I could go to Hawaii with my boys. And then once I come back, it's not going to change my heart about how I feel because I don't have a proper attitude and understanding of what God have me doing. So it's like, if I'm just thinking about me when it comes to like my family my job, whatever, it doesn't matter what I do. Cause I've seen, I see so many people like at my job, they're gone for two weeks and they come back from vacation and they just come back complaining already about work. And it's like, but you were gone for two weeks. But it's like they didn't really work on a heart matter. So I guess when I think about what you're saying, I guess the thing that I think about more so is just that self-care is a very, uh, it's like a Christian walk. It's very gradual. It's very small and it has to be very intentional. So I think of like self-care means like, like monitoring what you're taking in. That means conversations that you entertain at work because work is just people sitting around complaining all day, whether it's compl- whether it's complaining about the work, the pay people are getting, the customers, I and mean, that's what we do. Like, that's how we connect as Americans. We, we complain, right? Like that's kind of how we, we do. So it's like, you have to be mindful of like the conversations you like indulge in the media, like what you, like, who you're following, what you're following, what you're listening to, what you're watching. What you're eating, (laughs) like, that plays a big part into, like, everything that's going on with your mood is, like, your food. And then just, like.
1: Expectations that I've set.
0: Yeah, like, sleep. Mm -hmm. Like, just, like, little, like, small practical things. It's, like, all self-care. Like, it all comes back to, like, God, where it's, like, my proper standing with God will change everything. Where it's, like, you know, I remember, like, people laughing at me in church because of, like, the car that I had, like the the job that I had. And it was like, well, this is what, this is where I need to be. And it's like, if I didn't let God do that, then I wouldn't be, I'd be like the people who are, you know, there's people who make millions of dollars and they still complain about, you know, it's like every, I've leveled up at every job, made more money, more money, more money. And the people who work in the medical field who make great money sound like the people who were making 11 bucks, with me, you know, two years ago. So it's, like, that proper standing. So it sounds like self-care is, like, a daily conscious effort. So, like, when you're talking about that relationship with God, it's, like, that's a daily thing. It's not just, like, oh, okay, like, I read the whole Bible. I get it all. I know all these songs. So I'm good. I could go do me. It's, like, you have to constantly keep doing this. And so it's, like, yeah, like, that's, that's, a. Uh, I guess that's like the hard part about being a Christian is that like you can't blame nobody. Like in the worldly sense you could say, Oh, the kids are acting up, the uh, the this or that, my partner pissed me off, my co my co workers, but as a Christian, we already know that stuff's gonna happen. Like we've already been told that. <laughs> it's like I think Martin Luther King has a saying of like uh he said something about something it was something to the tune about like uh you can't you can't stop birds from crapping but you could like get them it was something about like where things are gonna happen but you can control your reaction your response to what's going on around you and so it's like I think it's a tough part as a christian is that, like at the end of the day like you know it's you you know it's like you're standing it's not like this thing where it's like oh these people are doing these things because like I remember Cyrus was saying like in your heart and in your mind, you think like you have all the right to to feel the way you feel, but it's like you understand as a Christian, like you shouldn't be consumed by that. So it's like when you have a certain piece, like I was talking about the vaccination thing where it's like. I don't like I don't care for football, like I don't care for it, like it's this cool, like if I see him passing, but like because I'm secure in that. Like, I know, like, football is a big thing of, like, masculinity in America. Like, a football team, rough. But because I'm comfortable now, like, I don't go after people who like football and say, you guys suck. You guys are the problem. But it's, like, that's kind of how... It's, like, when you have that comfort in Christ, then, like, your response to everything around you becomes so different because, like, you're so secure. So it's, like, I'm good. Like, I won't be responding like this anymore because I'm so comfortable. So it sounds like self-care is this thing that's like a daily conscious choice it's like it sounds parallel to like being a christian where it's like you have to consciously every day wake up and pick god like you don't just have god like you don't just become this person and like you just set. it's like you have to consciously do it because the world around you has trained you like you don't have to Schedule time to go on your phone. Like, we don't have to do that. Like, we don't have to schedule stuff. Like, we just do it because that's that's how the world's taught us. Like, with God, it's like, it's a conscious effort. (laughs) Like, it's like that heart work eventually gets you to that space. But even talking to like some of the most like devout Christians I know, it's like, I'll call them and they're like, man, I read my Bible like in two months. You're like, what? (laughs) But it's like, everyone has to make that conscious choice. So, Sounds like self-care is just it's more than just like pampering and stuff like that. Like that's just like it's just stuff. <laughs> like it's not really it's just once again, it's a response to a symptom. It's like I'm tired of my job. You're just responding to the tiredness as opposed to why you're tired of the job. Why you're tired of the job? Because your relationship like with Christ. Like you don't, you know, it's like you don't have this understanding, or maybe you know it's like it's it's deeper than just simply the job. So it's like pretty crazy. It sounds like it's just a daily thing, like. But I always hear a term I hear a term a lot. I see people like self care. It's like I'm about to go eat a burrito. It's like that's cool. <laughs> that's cool, but uh, I just seem like it's so much like it's it's deeper, but it's also. A lot more simple. If that makes sense. It's like, there's a lot more, there's a lot more practical ways. Like, if 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 I'm if I'm up on my phone at three in the morning, or I'm up on YouTube, like there's certain people I talk to at work, and it's like they work at seven in the morning. And they're like, man, I was up on up to three in the morning on Netflix. Like, no wonder you're gonna have, you're having a crap day. <laughs> like, you didn't eat breakfast. Like, you're up to three in the morning. Like, you're not taking care of yourself. Like, they vac- you gotta. Get these these good rhythms going so it's a very uh it's a daily thing it's like uh but i guess that's like how we're taught it's like crash and burn then take a couple of days off get to two days on the weekend then everyone comes and work on monday like man my weekend went by too fast it's like sometimes for my weekends it'd be long as heck like people be like what'd mm-hmm. you do this weekend i'd be like uh i honestly can't remember it was just so much stuff going on mm-hmm. like best like I don't, I'm good. Like, like I'm just chilling with the family now. I don't need to do anything crazy. Like, I take care of myself. You know, I ain't going the whole time. What? Uh-huh. Huh? Then. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: No, then sometimes there's like this idea where like self care, or for a mom at least, that like you look like you got it all together, and there's no like. You're getting pampered. You're going to the spa, but you're, like, smiling all the time. And that's where it was just, like, it's, I think, being open and knowing that I can't do everything, that my strength is in him, and admitting that I can be weak. And that doesn't make me less of a parent. It lets me know that there's a reason why I can't do this. Mm where I'm eight too mm-hmm. so yeah and that that's taken time and it's still a constant thing that I have to administer to myself that I'm not a super mom and that was one of the, the things that was brought up in the moms group that I was in before that I took with me that I'm not a super mom that I'm not like this savior person at my job that like, I'm not this super waitress that can hold all these things on these platters. It's like, no, I can. I fall short. Sometimes I don't wash the dishes. Sometimes the clothes get piled up. They'll be washed. They'll be in the corner, still waiting to get folded and put away. The boys ain't took no shower. I ain't ate nothing today. But, what <laughs> God? So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of things that come into play in terms of what self-care essentially essentially would look like and if i remember that myself is created in him then easier said than done sometimes but for sure letting myself know and reminding myself that that's key so i'm not like called crying in a corner because my parenthood life has like taken a toll on me and I I can't figure out my household because I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses by showing on my Instagram that the boys is all smiles right now within this 15 second video but in reality that's not what it is so just remembering that I can be able to show all facets of what God has me on this journey of being a parent, good, bad, and indifferent. As long as He's within all aspects of it, as best as possible, and aligning it with with Him.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great thing about like reading anything from the Apostle Paul. Is that like? you get to understand like the hard times, like reading those stories about like the apostle Paul in the Bible and how like they were stoning that man to death, whipping him. He was going to jail, how he was being chased out of town, how he was being in prison, like, and how the way he looked at those moments and how he was saying like, that these times remind me that God's shown up for me in a way like the, like those times remind me how good god is <laughs> like in him showing up and strengthening him and like like it, it helped it definitely helps me like be able to look at life differently and be able to be like okay like this is a great opportunity for god to show up in a way that that i may have heard or or like seen somewhere else but now i'm getting to experience it like in a whole different way so like in times where it's like i don't know how i'm gonna make it financially or spiritually and he shows up in some kind of way. Like so it's like this crazy thing where like I don't know, it, it just changes it. I even think about the episode of the Black Jesus, like where I love the episode where <laughs> where Booney takes Jesus' phone for the day and he's like, oh like your job is easy. You just all you gotta do is just someone's sick, you just say be healed. And then it's like he was getting all these calls and it's like The episode, for me, like, I take that as a reminder for myself that, like, I don't, like, I don't have to be, like, perfect or super because if that was the case, then I'd just be God and I wouldn't need a savior. So, it's, like, my shortcomings, they're not, like, an excuse for me to be, like, toxic or anything like that, but they're more so a reminder that I need a savior, (laughs) you know, like, that I need to be in prayer, that I need, that there is a man, like, like reading Pastor Campbell's book and how like the first thing in his book is, you know, uh, you know, like you know, he talks about like his wife and he's like, she's left me for a better man. And I was like, one of the mm-hmm. strongest things I've ever heard in my life was like saying that my wife has left. Like he's he how he described his wife passing on to the, the next life was saying she's left me for, a, for oh. a better man. Like like that's how he described his wife passing away. It's like. She's went to a man much she's in much better hands now than she was in mine. <laughs> like, and so it's like a really good uh wow. It's a good it's just a good reminder. It's like that humility, I think that humility starts to break us down too, or it's like to hear a man say something like that, like that's not something that like men men are supposed to like, you're supposed to like be super confident. Like that's like what women like. A man who's like really confident, you're supposed to be like, you know, super sure of yourself. And it's like to hear a man say something like that. It's like that man has a proper perspective of himself and his life in Christ. And so it's uh yeah, reading that was like, Whoa, like, I was like, wait, what? And I realized like, Oh, his wife, his wife passed. Like he's saying that she left and went to a better man. <laughs> like that's a crazy way to like, mm. to think about it. But it's like pastor Campbell has such a proper understanding of who he is. And whose he is. And it's like that proper understanding of yourself and of God. Like, you know, Tim Keller says, like, you know, we're servants acting like we're kings and queens. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. So it's uh, that understanding is pretty crazy. But just knowing that I'm I'm a Neva savior, it definitely takes that pressure off me because I'm like, I'm not made to do this. Like, that's him. (laughs) Like, it's like every every turn in life, like, in scripture, just my life, it's like, like, it's him. <laughs> like, he's going to do it, and that's it. Like, I can't. No, no, no. And, like, remember an episode of the Black Jesus, like, <laughs> is like, I don't want this phone, and he, like, takes it, but gives it back to Jesus, because it's like, like, we're not built to do that. And that's fine. Like, that's okay. Like, we're still, you know, beautiful the way we're made. We're still you know great, like we have our own amazing strengths, but like we're part of a body, you know. So, like, you know, somebody's gonna be an amazing leg, somebody's gonna be an amazing finger, somebody's gonna be an amazing ear. Like, we're all going to be great in our space. It's like, you know, but the world could kind of get you in a space of like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. And then you're like, well, why am I so burnt out? It's like, you're a leg trying to be an ear, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not. That's why you're burnt out. Like you're not built to do that. Like Instagram didn't make you. <laughs> like God made you. So we gotta like listen to Him. Like like just makes sense. It's like while I, I listen to this, when He's the one who made me. So it's a conscious daily thing. Yeah. Self. Always. I just always hear self care stuff. I know it's gonna be something that people bring up, but. Mm-hmm. What's the time at right now? Kind hmm. of thing. Okay, so what's the. Maybe we could, could split this in half. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to split it in half. So I'm going to stop recording right here. <laughs> and then we're going to do a second half where we talk about what to expect from the first event. So. This is the part one that you're listening to right now. Got your little intro thing going on, you know what I'm saying? And now we're going to go to part two where you'll hear about the first event and what you can look forward to more so from Felicia and uh, just the ministry and things of that nature. So go goes to the potty, do what y'all need to do. Uh, say you a prayer, get you some food, check your text messages, and we'll be right back. Press the little button, see what you want to do. You want to press the button right here. <laughs> What's happening, y'all? We are back for part two. Took a little water break, all that good stuff. I hope that y'all did what y'all need to do. So, uh, your first when is the first event?
1: The first one is this Saturday, January 22nd, 2022 at 1 o'clock on Zoom. I'll get the link out um, by that Friday.
0: It'll it'll be in the show as well. It'll
1: be on Instagram on my personal page. Um, So the first event is. Was that your next question? Mhm. it um, is. So it's Mother's a Ministry Greet and Treat. Um, so it's almost like a, a spinoff of like a meet and greet. So most typical meet and greets I've been a part of via Zoom. They have like the fun Zoom icebreaker. Um, I get to meet the the moms. Um, we get to all meet each other. We get to fellowship, um, check in, um, very formal or informal rather, um, just an hour or so of just checking in so that the mothers can get to know as to so what this ministry entails. Um, and I call it a greeting treat because I wanted to greet everyone. And then I also wanted to treat the, the mom. So God willing, um, for whoever gets to show up. Um, when they leave their email, just within the actual group chat, they'll be able to receive like a, uh, I don't want to call it a self-care box, but something that has this little trinkets and treats, um, to treat the moms that come and you don't have to come just in case something happens. Like you got to go walk your cat or something on Saturday at one o'clock. Um, you always can, still receive still receive something but there will be god willing more events but this is just the first one of all of them so yeah january 22nd this saturday nat'll put all the the deets in there and then he'll also put the instagrams and stuff so that you guys can follow me on there follow the ministry
0: what would you what would you say to a mom who I guess may feel like she may not be the she may not be good enough for the proper material for the ministry because obviously people are going to see that this is God honoring it has the 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 Christian um foundation and so i know for some people it's like they very much are here for the mother thing but maybe they're intimidated by the christian part like what would you say to a mother who may be apprehensive maybe like borderline or like they want to go but maybe they're afraid of like oh okay like i'm agnostic like i believe there is a higher power but I don't have a organized religion like what would you say to a person who's like man I, I, this sounds really great like everything about this sounds great but they're like the Christian part scares them
1: I haven't gone yet into that <coughs> that part of it our thought process of it but I think there was some there was a substitute at my school and the question that came up to one of my staff was, how do you teach children how to love each other and show that they're different? And the sub's answer was, there were these these classes that were like anti-bias classes and they taught about um, having something like a persona doll and a persona doll is a doll that like represents the absence of that character, that characteristic within your classroom. So, if your class has all students that can walk, then you create your persona. Pers- why I keep mixing that word? Persona doll to emulate someone that are you laughing? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that emulate somebody that is in a wheelchair. So then the idea is that the kids are supposed to look at this doll and see that they're in a wheelchair, that they can't walk. And this is why they're different. And how do you now treat this doll to be part of the everyday activities within the class? And then my answer came to being that, well, through Christ, I'm supposed to love all, that we're all uniquely different. So it shouldn't be this this doll, that, which is kind of strange now that because I took that same class like almost five years ago, but now it's just like looking at it as a believer. It's like, it's kind of sad that we have to form it in a doll for us to try to figure out the context of how to teach our kids to love each other. So I guess my short answer to that is I don't know the answer, but I don't want to feel, I don't want to have women to come to this space to feel like how I felt coming to specific mom groups that I went to in the past and me telling myself that I didn't feel like I wasn't Christian enough or I wasn't um, knowledgeable of the Bible enough to come to a space like a mom's group and to openly share that I don't know who Christ is. I mean and I'm not here inviting only women of God but I'm also sending invitations to all walks of mothers who want to who want to either get to know Christ or be in a space where they can be openly able to say where they are within their journey of either not knowing Christ or they've, they have some form of belief or they don't at all. I don't know. I haven't, like I said, I haven't yet gone through that thought process or I've, or at least even either ask God what he will reveal with that. Because the point is, is that we're not supposed to share, we're not supposed to have events as believers with just only believers. That it's, we're supposed to use these platforms to share the gospel with people that don't know him. So, and what my testimony looks like with having Christ in my life. So, leading the the women to the river, but not forcing them to drink. And that's God's part. That if they get a revelation within this first event or something down the line, that my job is to make sure that this platform leads them to Christ, and then that God just takes takes them where they're at.
0: Yeah, sounds like from what I hear. Sounds like sounds like everyone is welcome, and everyone will be loved on. Uh, but um, the ministry will also stay true to itself, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think that uh, we've gotten into this world now where it's good versus evil. Like, if you get a vaccine, you're like this. If you don't get a vaccine, you're like this. When, (laughs) like, both worlds can exist, where there's people... Who are vaccinated simply because they have to provide for their family and they need their job but you know what i'm saying so it's like like the way i look at it from what i like is that it sounds like if you're a mother show up as you are like as believers we're told to love people as they are you know you think about jesus and you know, it's like he's he's eating, he's eating at a tax collector's home. You know, it's like he's loving on, you know, the poor, the prostitutes, like the different people. And he's dealing with the other stuff on the back end. But it's like, show up and I'm going to love you. And so mm-hmm. uh, I guess I just wanted to bring that part up because you know, um, God is God, Jesus, most polarizing name ever. <laughs> like, it's the most polarizing man and it could get to a space where it's like, like, I've had people reach out to me about this space, and it's like, I, you know, it's like they kind of, sometimes I make a disclaimer, like, well, I'm not a Christian, and it's like, yeah, like, that's okay. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, at some point, people had to make that conversion, or some people, are, or they don't, but it's like, you're still welcome, and um, I think that's true Christianity right there, is that you're welcome. <laughs> like you're welcomed. And I understand that people probably went through experiences where, you know, it's like they've been judged. Like, you know, people like to use other people's situations or things they think are less than to prop themselves up. So it's like I can stand people's apprehension. But yeah, it sounds like from what I'm hearing, you know, that all women are welcome. So that's just want to get that out of the way for anybody who may be listening and maybe apprehensive or think that they need to go buy a Bible or kind of like become a Christian. That's become a thing where like I have people who are like, they're scared to curse or like they do mm-hmm. like these different things. And I'm like, I respect, like, I read like, you know, like I respect the, like, when I talk to Gio about Gio was like, my respect is that I'm respecting the space that you hold for God in your life. And I was like, okay, I can respect that thing. Like, if that's why you're choosing not to curse, but it's like, at the end of the day, I'm not God. (laughs) So it's like, if you're trying to do whatever because you don't want to offend me, it's like, I've already done the math as a Christian. Like, you know, the scripture says they will hate you because of me. So it's like, I've already done the math. Like, I've seen what the apostle Paul went through, what Jesus went through. So it's like, that's cool, but... Yeah, just want just want to get that out there that everyone is welcome cuz there's so many people who like I mean I just see so like I I see so many women who are going through different situations with their motherhood and it's like you know I throw the invite out there to them and like a lot of times it's just like well you know I, I smoke weed or like whatever it's like well I mean you're not going to be smoking weed on the on the Zoom, it's like, so, like, you know, it's all good. Like, I mean, like, you're good, but it's like, don't let that be what blocks you from, you know, being, you know, getting a blessing or, you know, or just being, re- or being introduced to God or reintroduce to God in a different mm-hmm. way, you know, because, I mean, that's what led me to the faith was being, having the opportunity to have God reintroduce to me in a loving way, like, you know going to that apartment and Taylor's mom introducing me, you know, introduced me to Jesus and sitting down with me and explaining what salvation was, not just being like, Here goes a book, read it, figure it out, you're on your own, like sitting down and dealing with me as a person. So, I just want to get that point across in case anyone's like, Dang, like I really want to go, but it's gonna be heck of churchy, and I don't know who this is or that is, but yeah, that's something people. You know, it's like I hear, like, oh, I do this, I do that. Like, yeah. like you're you, you going to be there. Like, like I mean, as long as you, up, you ain't, you're you, you going to be on there. It's just rolling up. Like, you're good.
1: Yeah, no, you may mention to that before that, like, I'm not the, there isn't like this two sided person to me that Felicia that does Mother's of Ministry is like this very poised, like, proper following God. Hi no, I'm. It's. I fall short. I can get quick to anger. I can have a tough time taming my tongue. I. I was sure Spider Man recording this. <laughs> I there are there are areas that God is still constantly working through me, and it's through this ministry that it's another space that's holding me accountable to know that what what was the word that I was trying to say? It's it's another space that sort of just magnifies my light my life in a different uh I guess category, like being within mothers of ministry. It's not like I'm different than Felicia. it's, I'm the same. So the women that come to this space, I may question just because it's like flowers on the little, on the, what is it on the post that I put up? Like, don't get the flowers mixed up. Like I'm still, like still getting worked on and work through. So I want to be able to have a space that allows mothers to still know that they can go to God for, any and everything but then still show that today it didn't go as well like I I chose myself first today and those times is where it leads to repentance so it's I'm just trying to have a platform that allows us to be as vulnerable as authentic and that could be sometimes a a slippery slope word but just a space that we can openly say that we need help we have support we have a fellowship we have a community we have a space that is an that's a an avenue that leads us to christ that you're not coming to this space where it's like oh felicia got all the answers today like mm-mm. at best I'm here to be of support to all of the moms that's there or non-moms, not just for moms. Like it's for women in general that, you know, it's a space where I prayerfully hope that they see Christ. And that's what the moms group was for me prior to being ha- being able to start this one, that I saw Christ within that space and now God is allowing me to be able to steward over this ministry to another facet of other women. So all are welcome. Like Nat said. All are all mothers and women that may want to consider being mothers have been praying about wanting to be a mom, um, that may have lost their children, they're all all are welcome. So thanks for that question. That's a a good one that I have to go in prayer about.
0: Yeah, I, want, I was trying to think of stuff that <laughs> that may come in people's mind, like what bears, But yeah, that's good to know. That's also good to know, like that it's a open uh, door because you know I know there's like a lot of groups, and I understand why they do it because you like there's 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 advantages to having to control demographics. So. It's good to know that, like, there's this open window. Because, like, I know, like, some a lot of times it could be, like, for, like, veteran moms. Like, moms whose children are, like, 50, 30 years old. Or it could be, like, for new moms. So, it's good to know that, like, there's a window. There's an open window. And I think that could be advantageous where there maybe be um, a mom who's 19 and there's a mom in the room who's 50 and there may be a space where um, a 50-year-old could be able to understand Gen Z as opposed to just reading um you know articles and there could also be opportunity for a 19-year-old to learn from a 50-year-old so I think that's uh that's good that the window is open especially kind of like at least from the moms that I have seen that I know who follow you like they all have different stories like there's mm-hmm. there's one who's and who lost custody of her of her son to the dad. And it was like, that's been a very, like, hard thing, you know? Like, I've seen that happen to two moms recently where they've lost custody to the father. And and I've seen them go through their struggles with that. There's there's some where the father has been murdered, like, and he's out the picture, like, in a literal sense. There's other people where it's like, they're married, you know? So it's like, you know, it's a... I think that, that melting pot will be very, uh, even, even if the story isn't directly like your testimony, it's like, you still can relate. (laughs) Like, like just the simple fact, the motherhood like will simply bring people together, you know, where it's like, maybe you can't relate to that, but it's like, you still could empathize with them because simply the fact of being mothers. That's just kind of how we work as, you know, humans. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we're all Cowboys fans. <laughs> so we, you like the Cowboys, I like the Cowboys. So there's something there that instantly makes you connect with that person. Like, well, hey, I'm down to Cowboys. they down to Cowboys. They must be pretty cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, it's just how our brains work. So I think that's, uh, that's good that it's open because, uh, it, it, it creates more space for beautiful interactions like where you're having this this cross interaction where I, I do, once again, like I understand like the control of having set demographics. But I think it's good to have these open windows where because I've been in spaces where it's like there's people that would never talk to each other, never give each other time of day conversing with each other because, you I mean, like jobs, like there's only people that I've made at jobs where I know I wouldn't talk to that person if I seen them, but because you're in this controlled space with them, you know, you're able to have conversations and, you know, learn from that person and be able to empathize and, you know, vice versa. They're able to learn from you, you know, so it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, anything else you want to give the people? before we uh, close the recording?
1: No, I'm just grateful. I'm thankful. I know that you've promoted this, uh, this episode for probably like the last four weeks. So I'm grateful that we get to use that God has allowed us to use this platform to this magnitude, that it's opening another line of uh, things that God will set forth for each of our ministries. So um, I look forward to what else God has set for you on here. And I hope that it this isn't the... Uh, the last time I get to be on your podcast,
0: yeah, I feel like there will be follow ups. There will be, you know, other things I'll come up where I think that uh, there'll be a lot of opportunities to come on here. And I feel like, especially as the ministry moves forward and you grow, that there'll just be more more things that you can be able to speak on, whether it be events, whether it be just things that you didn't even anticipate coming across and being able to go into prayer and being able to speak on it and uh, you know you know uh address it you know in a whole different way. So yeah, I I think there will be lots of opportunities to be on here and you know even if it's just episodes where it's like yo I'm about to interview a mom from the show because this person like you know like the first episode we ever had of this show you know Jessica was the first guest like I mean obviously the episodes deleted from the world now but she was like the original guest on this like she was the first person who came through and did interviews so it's like you know you just never know where could come from it but you know taking it by the day of course but uh
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'm sure it'll be opportunities to uh, and and even just being able to reflect like even if it's just Mm -hmm. reflecting like you know hey like it's been a month and two months you know this has been going on you know because as we all know ministry just it's a uh, it's an everyday thing you know it's not just that one day that people see it so it'll just be just Combination of stuff that happens so of course there will be more and then the mm-hmm. course we'll post all the social medias and the details so people can follow people can uh, reach out and um, yeah like if you're a dude listen to this show. I don't know listen to this show anymore but if you listen to this show you're a dude and you know um, women in your life who uh, can benefit from this, you know, there'll be opportunities to share that, you know, if you have a spouse, a sibling, a coworker, you know what I'm saying? All kinds of stuff, you know, so, you know, definitely uh, be prayerful about that. And, um, you know, yeah, you know, just share the resource, you know, this is a space for, there's another resource out there for you, you know, and um, it's a great resource. I think that people should definitely, uh, you know, if I was a mom, I'd be there,
1: <laughs>
0: but it's just not gonna happen. I'm not a mom, so you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Nope. Okay. Make sure you put the uh, what is it? The handles. That's what the the young people are saying these days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lovebird on Instagram. That's my personal one, with two e's, and mothers of ministry. For Instagram and Facebook. And prayerfully, we get to see you on Saturday at the greet and treat. Do I get to pick the song?
0: Uh, I mean, you can't say it out loud.
1: No, I'm you not going to say it. You <laughs> get
0: to pick it afterwards. But sure, you get to pick the song.
1: You sound so excited.
0: I'm kind of even an accent. Anywho. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've heard it from her, uh, my fiance. So now you hear the voice. You see how accurate mine was. So, if, if you listen to this, I told you my impersonation was on point. <laughs> um, this is the podcast, Second Dangerous Podcast. I will see you when I see you. Yee